Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. New York City's tri-state area, New Jersey family, the Brooklyn Nets, handily manhandled the Los Angeles Clippers, a full-strength Los Angeles Clippers, and we didn't even have KD. Let's talk basketball. Flying solo today on your at front office pod is Eve Darboos. I've got a meeting at 12. Sam's got class. Both of us pretty tired last night watching the Clipper game, even though it wasn't as arduous. But there's no way I was going to let a day go by and not address this five-game West Coast trip winning streak. I I get shocked when I look at the numbers for this pod. It I don't I have to check again and then I have to ask other people who are are very much so real professional podcasters who are trying to build careers out of it. I'm just trying to serve the people. You never hear me say like and subscribe. I never ask you guys to leave any comments on on um Apple uh you know and the ones I do get typically are uh ones that are angry with me and and, but i'm flattered man like i'm really 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 flattered and it's probably more flattery because truly flattery because it's people searching for nets content the local radio you know i was talking to one guy on twitter today he was upset that these you know Terrestrial radio, sports radio um, guys aren't talking about the Nets. And, you know, the reason why we had, why I do this pod, again, it's an experiment. I want, I want to, I'm, I'm currently building applications and investing in content because there's a paradigm shift in it. There are guys who do better, far better than the terrestrial radio guys um that are sitting at home now Nets fan base we're not the most uh united <laughs> as a group we we've got we've got like separate little factions that are weird to you know we've got the 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 New Jersey suburbs faction that kind of like understands each other each other's language then we've got these like new young guys that their feelings get hurt anytime you say anything to them. Like I, I'm, I'm not y'all age. You know what I mean? I, I come from a much harsher time. You know, I come from a time where 
trash talking is normal and we're gonna talk about uh pat beverly and trash talking in a little bit like i i see it as so different from so many of you and it's because you guys are younger you guys come from a time where like if you're a bully you're not popular and and i went to school at a time when everybody was a bully girls included I, one of the most shocking things I've ever seen was pretty much my normal, you know, taking, you know, I didn't have to take the train to school because I lived so close to Erasmus, you know, before I, I moved out to Long Island in, um, in 11th grade, I, I didn't, um, I didn't, uh, uh, have to take the train. I I have to walk, but the times that I would have to take the train, meet my family downtown, or meet an uncle, or, or take my grandmother, uh, uh, somewhere. It, like girls, the Deceptinets with actual hardware hammers, not not the rap slang of hammers of of you know guns. Um, hammers, like <laughs> that's just where we were at in the in in the nineties. You know it. it girls with hammers hitting people on the train it was a different time you know i i came at a time where where your, your coach in a sport could youth leagues can grab you by the helmet and yank you off the off the court you know so i i understand why i don't really mesh well with the younger guys who they all just want to pat each other on the back on twitter hi friendly my friends and everybody you know i get it i raised those i raised Two young ladies from Brooklyn, who who think their dad is toxic. I I am, I I think you guys are evolving. I think you guys are are, are way better than us. I, you know, I come from a time where you know, my if the kids on the block were chasing me to the house, my mom would lock the door and make me fight them on the stoop. So my viewpoints and my energy sometimes, and that's why I love having Sam because Sam kind of bridges that that gap he's very uh you know he's just he's just a good dude so i see why we're all separate and, and kind of like disparate on on the uh on the net side of things we're 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 a funny team because uh, our core fan base came from jurors you know our brooklyn fan base especially the ones my age and above Especially like the the Spike Lee generation. Spike Lee's way older than me. Jay Z's way older than me. Well, nah, I I think I could have been in ninth grade when Jay Z would have been a senior, but he didn't. You know, he's my brother's classmate at at, at Westinghouse and didn't make it that far, um, um, or, or something like that. Um, I, I might not I might not have made it with into, into high school with them. But point being is. It's a lot of different generations with a lot of different viewpoints. My generation, we're we're more Brooklyn acolytes. We more rep this borough, you know. While Spike Lee's generation, uh, they more rep. They they're more stuck on that era of of when uh, uh, the Knicks won the championship in '73. And then there's my son's generation. My son's eight. He's a great kid. He wants to be a YouTuber. He's not going to be because I won't let him. No, I'm just <laughs> um, he wants to be a YouTuber, and his all his friends in school want to be YouTubers too. It's the it's the most hilarious thing. 
Um, but it's also a reason why I believe in in, in uh, content so much as as something to invest in. It's, it's those kids love the Nets, and they love the Nets for a different reason. They they love the Nets because that's the team they want to use on NBA 2K. And even in roadblocks, they're they're starting to have like little basketball games and in, in these in these kind of uh, uh, user generated video games that kids love nowadays. Um, uh, they Kevin Durant doesn't miss on the game, and Kyrie Irving is super fast. So, um, it, it's it's a fun time, but we're still. A young fan base and I see it in 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 like the numbers of 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 the people who listen to this show in particular but don't don't worry about terrestrial radio guys those are the Spike Lee guys those are the guys that are in my generation the guys from Queens and upstate New York like the Knicks are a bridge and tunnel team they don't really represent Manhattan because what is Manhattan? Like, very few people live in Manhattan as... as not Okay, right, let, me, let me rewind that. If you're from New York and you're not from Harlem or Uptown, you may not really, really be from New York except for those pockets of places that, that are New York City, LES. And, but if you're from Soho, there's a good chance that you're money and you just got here. And... The Knicks will always have an unfair advantage in the sense of the Knicks is Poughkeepsie's team. The Knicks are, are um, you know, Eastern Yaphank's team. You know, like the Nets are Brooklyn's team. And we bring a lot of, uh, uh, and, and that alone makes us a, a, a divisive group. Because they're New Jersey Nets fans who rightfully look at this team as theirs. You know, it is your team. You are a part of this. But it does cause a lot of, like, divisiveness. And there's other things, like, you know, race plays a a, a role in it, too. You know, if you look at the little groups that form, it's like, you know, white guys just hanging out. And, and... And I, I get it. I'm I'm not mad at it. A lot of a lot of our diehard listeners, like I I think I got black nets to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's fine. You know. Um. But some of my most diehard listeners are Spanish and and or Hispanic, Latin, and um and white. And I appreciate everybody. And I can't believe that more than five thousand people stream this thing on Spotify. Like it it. It freaks me out because I never, I didn't do it for those reasons. I did it because I love the art form of podcasting. I want to understand what podcasters go through. You've heard me say this diatribe before, but I want to service you guys so that I don't, I don't worry about the terrestrial radio because I don't really listen to terrestrial radio anymore. Um, me and my brother was were talking the other day uh, about about uh, uh, Evan and Carton, and it the show kind of lost a charm to it. It's a different show. The show Evan and Carton do is very different 
from the show that Evan and Joe Beningo did. It that my brother was telling me like he he laments the fact that it's not that conversation to it like he looked at Evan and and, and Joe and they're not father and son, but like how we talk sports with our dad. And so it, that dynamic is not there anymore. Um, you know, uh, my that generational dynamic now it's more of a you know kind of like am sports jock radio type of thing you know irreverent disrespectful off you know off the the beaten path of sports and and i i, I like that too but that's really the only show i listen to and I catch all of it on podcasts. Like I don't even hear. I, I miss hearing the 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 people talking uh, on that show. And um, you know, uh, I, I, again, it I don't. It doesn't bother me that they don't talk nets. It doesn't bother me that you know they're not talking about us right now. Five game winning streak. Um, you know, and they try to do this self fulfilling prophecy of we don't. We don't get Nets calls, so like if if you don't talk Nets, and we and we as Nets fans know you don't talk Nets, like I I would never listen to Boomer. You can't get me to listen to to, to Boomer's show in the morning, even though I, I'm digging out snow, I'm driving my kids to school. Like it might have been a good thing to to listen to, um, in the morning, but I won't listen to it because one, you know, Boomer gives me very racist Aryan vibes, and two. I'm I'm not saying he is. I have a story about Boomer from when I was a kid um, in football camp um, out in Eastern Long, Eastern Long Island, um, uh, attending you know Boomer's football camp before he made it to the NFL. Believe it or not, um, but I, I, that's not for today. Today we need to talk about our team. We need to we need to be hyped about this thing that we call the. We need, we need to we need to find ourselves in a place that it's just it's just it's just we that's that's what matters Brooklyn our team the black and white and sometimes other colors <laughs> what a fucking team y'all what a great place to be. Like, I'm watching the snowfall in my backyard right now. Um, you know, recording this pod in my in my bedroom in Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. And I just love this place. And it broke my heart to just watch our city, a, a city that organically loves basketball, be a laughing stop be a joke and i know the knicks are having somewhat of a, of a renaissance they're doing very well i pray to god that they make the playoffs because i want to demoralize them <laughs> i want to just sweep them and remind them that they are the inferior product Nobody saw a five and zero on a West Coast trip coming. I think I had three and two. Sam had three and two. Bam 
was like eh, three and two. <laughs> but we we slapped them. And we slapped them without KD. And I I'm shocked at these these rankings. It's it it takes some balls to be doing a uh an NBA ranking um and not have the Nets number one. Considering what we just did on a on a five game road trip. What we accomplished as a team without probably our best player. It's disrespectful for us to be having a conversation. Like, I, I, I could talk about the game. Right? I could sit here and say and just wax poetically about Bruce Brown. <laughs> we're, we're a half game out of the top team in the, in the Atlantic. We are dominant against good teams. A factor that I don't think I still really understand. Like, it, it's going to take watching them play a bad team again to, to come to a point of feeling secure. And yes, those bad losses should probably be a ding on on, on our ranking not not standing standings of course we're not number one but we're on a six game winning streak espn right i don't care what denver's doing i I get it they've got a pretty good record i mean excuse me what the utah jazz i always conflate the two they're 24 and 6 true true but they lost right we talking about right now right and how could they like and understanding that we just had a trade we just had to acclimate uh, a major piece into our lineup and We, we had some catch-up to play. We had some... Some comfort to build between guys who do a lot of ball handling. And... You know... These regular season teams... Like like the, the Utah Jazz. They've been together for a long time. They know each other. But we played them. Right? We played them head head to head. And I I don't know if these NBA rankers remember that on January fifth, not very long ago, on January fifth. We slapped them 130 to 96. 
Okay? I know it was early. They were only four and three then. But we played the Utah Jazz. I, I, like, this shouldn't really, like, get under my skin. It shouldn't. It's meaningless at the end of the day. Who cares about an NBA team ranking? Right? What does it matter? Right? They have a great record. They do what they're supposed to do. They go in there and they just beat, they, they beat the bad teams. But they don't beat us. And we should be ranked above them. We should be. Uh, I, I I don't think it's even close. And I don't care that the Lakers didn't have AD. We didn't have KD. And we went 5-0. We're on a six-game winning streak. You know what? Salute the Brooklyn Nets. Give, give the Brooklyn Nets what they deserve. Brooklyn, stand up and clap. New Jersey, stand up and clap. Tri-state area, stand up and clap. Right? We can't, we, all we could do is applause these boys, give these boys all the applause, all the respect, because I'm a diehard Brooklyn Nets fan, and I didn't even believe. Right? My dad, who doesn't follow this stuff closely, has heard me whine, listens to the pod. He said, you should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) He's not even a diehard Nets fan, but he tells me, you should be ashamed of yourself. I told you, James Harden is Earl the Pearl sans Jim Crow. James Harden is Earl the Pearl with no one telling him he can't do these things. You understand it was an era when, uh, in the NBA when basketball players weren't allowed to like go off like this or play the game like this. James Harden and Kyrie Irving would be benched for all kinds of stuff back in the, in, in the 70s and the 80s, early 80s. It is hard to believe what these guys are making work. And it's even harder to believe that it's going to work in the playoffs. I I think the Nets have a lot of things that they've got to, to work on. But some good things are happening and good things wrapped in bad things. Jeff Green has been a stud for us. Watching him get injured I'm hoping that's not a separated shoulder I'm hoping that that's not a you know that bitch ass nigga Pat Bev <laughs> and that's a, a, again you guys there's people from a different generation talking ball and have a completely different worldview than than cats from my generation my generation basketball was a blood sport Right there was a time Anthony Mason captured the imagination of New York City in a way, and that man couldn't shoot a real jumper to save his life. It was ugly. 
and I don't even want to call it gritty. It just was violent. Gritty is like, oh, I'm the little guy. I'm trying. I'm, 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 I'm just on you. I'm, <laughs> I'm just nipping. Like gritty is like, you're playing hard. You're trying hard. You're going above. These were just brutes knocking players, you know, four rows into the stands. You know, like. Charles Oakley had a way of just like if he missed the block shot, he was elbowing you in the chest at the same time. I think he might have like a lot of people don't don't know this about uh about uh that that wasn't a clap for elbows in the chest. A lot of people don't know this about Charles Oakley, but he he used to be like a dunker. He used to be like a you know high flyer type of player in the NBA. And um, and then he got injured, and his game changed. He was just like he just became violent. Like this, this Xavier. There was a guy on the net on the Knicks called Xavier McDaniel, right? And I remember just watching the Nets at the time and going, you know, Jersey has a lot of my favorite players, like a lot of New York City favorites, Kenny Anderson. Derek Coleman, like if that team played in this era, they would be like the Memphis Grizzlies are right now, right? Or because Derek, as good as he was, he wasn't exactly quite Zion. He was more of a freak of nature, power forward that could do a lot of other things and just had off the court distractions. The Nets were very fun to watch as a kid. And this is not hindsight of now that I'm a Nets fan, I have this other view of of those teams. Kenny Anderson is a New York City legend. Derek Coleman played for Syracuse. You understand? Like, that Syracuse was New York City's second a third team, I don't know why, but Georgetown was our team for a while. And I'm talking about even before Pat Ewing. I had a Georgetown uh, satin starter that I wore until the elbows turned black. I So, so the Big East was a big thing for us. And so we loved Derek Coleman. He was on the Nets. Um... And then we, Brooklyn has a large Russian and Croatian. There are Croatians that live in Coney Island area type thing. More Russians, more more Ukrainians. But they're out there, man. And we had Drazen, who in terms of Eastern European basketball, Captured the imagination of people, but the problem was they were in New Jersey. And when you're in New Jersey, it, it like you know this is true, New Jersey Nets fans, because our New York teams don't play in New York. They play in New York, New Jersey, and we call them New York football teams. There's something that happens when you put New Jersey in front of the joint. I don't know what it is. I don't know how. Maybe that's for a sociologist to unravel another day. But 
we were watching this brand of basketball that was now looking back at it, it's terrible. And the reason why it's terrible, I know it's terrible, is because I play 2K with my son. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, let me just grab this legendary Knicks team. And it's unplayable. John Starks as a second best player is horrendous. Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason, and as much as I remember those teams fondly, and they won a lot of games, the brand of basketball was a very different thing. And here we are now watching this fatal flying guillotine of a basketball team, unstoppable moving the ball in circles and angles that I've never seen basketball do ever. And we got dudes on the radio pretending like they don't exist. Do you know how shit basketball has been in New York City? The best basketball in New York City that's been played in, in, in the last 20 years was in New Jersey. It was when New Jersey came to Madison Square Garden and Richard Jefferson and them boys just smacked the Knicks. That's the best basketball player, local basketball that we've seen. Better than the Carmelo Anthony failure. That's a failure. You got you spent years removing players, creating cap space. They hired Walsh to come in there and do that shit. And that, and the best you could do was get to the second round with Carmelo Anthony? What we are watching, I like, again, I have so many things I'll, if we recorded last night, I would have covered... But all these great podcasts are covering them. All these great podcasts are already handling it. And I'll let them do their thing. Uh, this This is something that we all, as a basketball community, should be sitting up and watching and going, like, what? Like, this is better. I... I know LeBron is great. D Wade is great, great player. I not not one of my favorite players, but great player, no doubt. No doubt, great player. Chris Bosh, excellent, good good player. But it's not that Miami team is not this. That Miami team is not these Brooklyn Nets. Are you kidding me? That's fans. What you're, what you have the honor of watching I have to I have to just say, man, it's a pleasure. 
I have to. I have to just kind of just look at it and go. Wow. <laughs> like, and the fact that there's people who are pretending like they don't see it. Like they don't know it's happening. It doesn't, it doesn't like look bad on the nets. It looks bad on y'all. Now, the question is, is it real? And I don't think that's a, we're going to find out. I don't think, I don't think any of us know because nobody has ever seen a team built like this. We, I, this is the reasons why I was railing against the, the Harden trade is because I thought we had other fish to fry. I thought we needed to get our minds right on defense and the team is doing a, the team is. It's all right, I guess. On on defense, that is. But we play our best defense on offense. The pressure that we put on people is ridiculous. I, I made a tweet last night that said, basically, trying to jump shoot with the Nets is like getting bit by a cobra and thinking biting it back is the best choice of reaction. You can't jump shoot with the Nets. Even on nights that Shamit is off like he was last night and he's going to be off, he's not a great player. He's a good little player, you know? He's a shooter. He tries really hard. Has a funny shaped head. But the one thing you can guarantee is Harden is going to score. Kyrie is going to score. KD is going to score. And one of the four other guys who shoot over 40% from three, because they're basically shooting alone in a gym every night because of the gravity that Harden and, and Kyrie have like on a defense like you have to guard them guys you have to account for them i'm looking at the clippers a very 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 good defense looking at each other scrambling tripping over each other don't know where to go they they made a run last night to catch up and it i never felt like we were gonna lose i just felt like oh all, all nba teams make a run And that's a top three team in the NBA. I love watching Steve Ballmer's writhing and making a jackass of himself. And it, and you want to know what? When I sit courtside, court I do a very poor Millie Rock on the sideline. So I'm I'm not slandering you. You you look an ass, Steve Ballmer, but you. You did help create Microsoft. You you are that dude. I respect you a whole lot. You're one of my tech heroes. 
you know, one of my business role models. But you did look quite an ass on on the sidelines. And so do I. And I will and if if God sees it fit to have my ticket rep call me back because I said some unkind things to him. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> if you listen to my podcast, I'm saying I'm sorry. You need to call me back. I'm trying to get 10 games on the floor. Yo. This Nets team. Just like it just I'm like. I have a warmth inside. <laughs> I, I, I can't say like five. What things am I going to say on this podcast? What stat am I going to give you? Right? Am I going to sit here and just talk about how good Bruce... I don't... Like, they say Bruce Brown is 6'4". I don't believe he's 6'4". At all. Not even a little bit. I don't This is <laughs> and he's doing the job, man. It's hilarious to watch. So and plus I I, I bet on last night's game and won. I'm never betting against the Nets again. If you're gonna give us, un- if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna give me underdog numbers, like if you're gonna make us give give Nets plus anything, I'm taking it. Even though I bet the money line last night, I felt like if it was, if this is gonna be as close as six points, then take the money line. Six points is a lot in NBA basketball betting too. So don't. I just think it's not a, like the Nets don't lose like that. The Nets aren't. If they're gonna lose to a good team, they're gonna lose lose. So, I don't know, B. I don't, I, like, I'm still very much so verklempt about this team. I, I, I'm at a loss. There's nothing that makes me so happy to know that this Brooklyn team, you know, is who they are. I'm hoping to see Nick Claxton in the coming days. Like, it's hard for a coach to change things that's working. Like, you don't put, you don't force Nick Claxton in when things are clicking. You got to let that, you got to let that rock, right? But looks like Jeff Green's a little banged up. That might make it where we'll see a little bit more of of uh you know we might see a little bit more of of Nick Claxton maybe <laughs> Nick Claxton son I've been waiting for this kid to play all year maybe we see him start to get a little shine against uh the Kings when they come to town on Tuesday 
you know? Maybe we, uh, you know, maybe we uh, might find something, might step in, in, in some poo and realize that this kid could be in that dunker spot like me and Bam talk on the, on the, on the weekly show. Um, he'd be awesome to have, man. He'd be an awesome discovery. I, I, I think, I think that might have been another one of those accidental finds. No, I'm joking with Sean Marsh, but I'm, you give Sean Marsh credit, but I'm giving the credit to all to Brooklyn. And I'm, I'm, I'm hype. I'm hype. Now, the one thing that's kind of like caught in my craw is like all of the whining about, um. You know, I, I stop whining about Patrick Beverly. Number one, just leave it. Patrick Patrick Beverly doesn't have talent. Like what he does is he goes out there, he plays defense, he plays physical defense. And if we're gonna be in the playoffs, we can't have this whiny crybaby thing. I Patrick Beverly is mean. He just talks. Leave Patrick Beverly alone. He does his job. He does what. He gets paid millions to do. He's a disruptor. He, he's he's on the other team, so fuck him. But there's nothing wrong with Patrick Beverly, and and yeah, the, the officials missed a few things that out of bounds call at the end of games. But still, we won. We won, and we and it 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 was pretty convincing. They tried to stage a comeback, but it still was pretty convincing. The comeback they tried to stage was the like the ones, uh, you know, the ones that uh, we used to try to, you know, the 40-game Nets winning teams, our little scrappy, gritty team would, would do, like, would, you know, chase down the, the, the big dog teams with, our little dog team and give them a scare at the end. All right. And, um, you know, we took care of business. Like our, like our, uh, Supreme leader, the chairman, the governor, Joseph Saar, five and oh, West coast trip. Took care of business in a Wild West 5-0. I love seeing the governor. I love being aligned with the governor of our of our team. What used to be called owner. Uh, it, it, it was pretty incredible, man. Pretty incredible. KD may be coming back. He may be not. But, uh, Give him as much time as possible. KD, I, at this point, I don't even want to bother you, bro. Relax. Get that hamstring right. You know, get that treatment. I wish you could, I wish you was like, a, a, you know, maniacal about shit like, like LeBron. You'd probably be in Miami right now getting the quote unquote treatment. But Kevin Durant, you are the key to us winning it all. 
what we've proved in this last five games and on this West Coast trip is we can hang with anybody. But when we play KD, nobody can hang with us. Nets fans, it's a beautiful thing. I've got a dash. I'm 10 minutes late for a meeting that I said I wasn't going to overrun with, but I love fucking doing this podcast. I love talking this team with you guys. Um, I want to get fans on. Please DM me. Let me know if you if you want to come on and, and, and speak your piece. I'd love to have, you know, uh, m- more of you cats on at Eve Darbu. Sam will be back for the next joint. We just text back and forth like during this recording. <laughs> Uh, uh, but I hope you guys have checked out Sam's joint with Robin Lundberg, which was which was pretty awesome. Um, uh, you know, I I love I love the ex- ex- expanding. We'll create our own content. Let's be loyal to each other. Let's be Nets fans. We don't have to align on all the other stuff. You know, I, yeah, I, I'm. I believe in my politics. I have my things that I believe in. I'm from a different place from most of you guys. I'm from a different generation from most of you guys. But we agree that we love this team. Let's rock together. My name is at Eve Darboos on Twitter, but it's also Eve Darboos in real life. This is the Front Office Podcast. We rock for the Brooklyn Nets. Let's go. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.